0: Hey, this is Rocco from Evolve or Die, the podcast. I, along with co-hosts Red and MJ, am going to be discussing things that piss us the fuck off. That's right. So, without further introduction, we bring to you, does that make me crazy? Enjoy. Hi, I'm Rocco. I'm Red. And this is MJ. And welcome to Evolve or Die. So how's it going, guys? It's going alright. It's going alright. A little ticked off today, but you know, whatever. Yeah? Yeah. Ticked off about? have a bunch of peeves. Well, that's coincidental, because... <laughs> <laughs> today I was thinking that we discuss some of our pet peeves, because everyone has pet peeves, and just to see how different they are, sometimes ridiculous. And sometimes very legitimate. And sometimes it takes somebody else to bring it up for you to notice that that's also your pet peeve, if you know what I mean. So, any takers? Why don't you start? You seem to have the, the good idea. I do. I was thinking about this on the way here. A lot of my pet peeves seem to revolve around social media, probably because it's people that I don't really care about or know that well anymore. And I'm scrolling through and I just see things that annoy me. But you, one of them. Why do you
1: have them on Facebook still on? for
0: content, I guess. I've actually been going through, I've been (laughs) been going through recently and I've been blocking uh, certain sites. Like anything from Buzzfeed gets blocked. I hate Buzzfeed with a burning passion. Anything from now this, anything (laughs) that starts with, we need to change the way we talk or think about like blocked. Or anything that starts with the X
2: number of things you need to do now. The five ways you need to brush your teeth. The five reasons you need to comb your hair with a side part. The eight ways
0: you can make money now. Exactly. So what, what I've been like doing, being, what I've been doing is I've been not only blocking the person. I, I don't block them. I unfriend them. I might block a page, but I block the content site that actually produces that material from ever showing up in my newsfeed again. And then I unfriend the person because they share stupid shit like that.
1: To be fair, though, like the numbered ones that are about funny instances where it's like ex girlfriends and stuff, and it's like messages and stuff. Those are really funny.
2: Oh, like ten best. Yeah, yes. Okay, yeah, like a but, top ten list. I, I can, I'm fine with this like The,
1: but what really gets prescribed, me, what really grinds best. my gears, is, is when you open it up and you go through like the first five of them, and then, you know how it'll just pull up either like some kind of ad or it'll pull up that virus bull crap, and you have to exit a whole thing. And if you're ten into like a list of twenty five, you have to go either go and click through ten more pages of it. Or usually, like, fuck it. I think that's just red too.
0: <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those yeah. pages that feed off of ads and they expose you to more ads and they have deceptive next arrows. Yeah. Those all get blocked. I don't care if the well, content's good because usually you don't. I, I read the comment or the comment section that usually tells me, you know, clickbait, whatever. Here's what it's actually about.
1: Well, the next arrows don't usually get me. Like it's they just load ads after a certain amount of pages. And sometimes it'll be every other page where it pops up with an ad or some shit that you have to go and X out of the whole thing back to the Facebook page and then reopen it again if you want to continue through, which after like the fifth one, I'm like, I'm not doing that again.
0: If the ads are annoying, I'm not looking at that website ever again. It's being blocked. (laughs) I'm creating my own echo chamber. I admit it. (laughs) Facebook is me time. I'm not really deleting stuff that I don't agree with because I like that kind of stuff. But I'm totally deleting stuff that's annoying, or
1: that's by BuzzFeed. The only people I have on Facebook are either close friends that I actually care about keeping in touch with, or close friends that I do keep in touch with all the time, or that I like to talk to on a daily basis, and family. That's it. So I have like a total of like 45 friends on Facebook. It's an interesting feed, and like a bunch of funny websites for like just shit to look through that is humorous.
0: I'm trying to change my Facebook feed into being only memes slowly. Yes. So slowly removing stupid people and slowly removing not only memes, them. but like probably 60% memes and 60% or 40% <laughs> other content. Matt, that's is interesting.
2: Me. I like 120% distribution. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> See, I've actually been doing the opposite. Facebook has really been zeroing in on the things that I really agree with. And the things that really fucking piss me off. Because every time I log on now, I'm hooked to the point where I have to argue with someone. I just, I can't not. Even if there's food calling me, I, I can't not get into a fight about something with some idiot.
0: Your <laughs> may, style of using social media is very different than mine. So continue. That may be the case. Seems like
1: a source of stress for you, and it's like a stress reliever for us. Well,
2: it could be It's definitely a source of stress. It could but, be entertaining though, at the same yeah. time. But it's 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 an addicting it's source of stress. Trolling
0: I refuse to actually argue with people on Facebook, <clears throat> but I do troll people sometimes. Not not to be a, a dick, but I'll I'll be a, very obvious about it. You know, very clearly trolling, maybe or just posting something ridiculous. But I really don't interact with posts all that much unless I'm liking something or tagging somebody in something. But I never get into arguments because I don't think that winning a Facebook argument is possible because the person's going to be in their own echo chamber and they're going to have their opinions regardless of what you say. You're never going to convince them of anything. Yeah, Your the, only hope is the audience that's reading the post. There's also more to it than that. That's exactly what what my point is. There's
2: it's the audience reading the post because very few times will the poster change their mind because someone commented and says said I disagree for these reasons, but it's. However, many people consume that post and everything that relates to it, that's the target audience. Because these are people who, if they're not commenting or not liking us, so they might not have particularly strong opinions one way or the other. And I really think it's a big problem that our society is not well versed on a lot of big issues, much less minor issues. And maybe it's a little bit arrogant on my part seeing it. It's my mission to educate America (laughs) with my Facebook comments. But I think more discussion is where education comes from. It's not necessarily whether they agree or disagree with what the poster is saying or what what I'm saying. It's just that people can see various points of view about a single topic and they can take from that whatever they like.
0: Right, right. I think more useful, though, is open discussion, I guess, where the person that you're arguing with will concede to good points or will stay on topic because that's going to be more useful to even a a bystander, so to speak, or somebody that's just scrolling through.
1: I don't think that's the world we live in.
0: It can be. I mean, we could stay on topic and have an argument if we want to.
1: That's a very few percentile of people from what I can tell. You're going to have very, very opinionated people. And any kind of argument you get into, especially on social media.
0: I mean, if it's, you know, if it proves to be useful and someone's like, hey, you know, I read your thing and you convinced me of this, I guess it's working. I don't know if that happens.
2: I don't know. I'm still
0: waiting for my cult to form. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things I was getting at with this whole thing is these fitness posts that are misleading and they're not they're most annoying to me because they're not wrong necessarily Mm -hmm. depending on the person that does it but there'll be these short little clips that are 30 seconds long and it's like solid abs for 15 minutes a day three weeks you can do this and then you can get this and then it shows some person that's already in shape doing a couple exercises and i think that it actually ends up deterring people from getting in shape because they might believe it try it for 15 minutes a day and then realize Mm -hmm. it doesn't work for them or uh
1: I mean, it's just, it's false for most people. Are you talking about all those like infomercials and stuff that they play like late at night that are for like exercise equipment and shit or like workout routines?
0: I'm talking about somebody that's physically fit and wants to show off their body on Facebook. Instagram fitness celebrity. Right. And they go and they make this video probably just to, to show off their body, which they can do if they want. You know, that doesn't bother me. But it's the misleading nature of whatever they're posting like the really short video that doesn't go into any of the the mechanics or science it just kind of shows them doing a few exercises and it's not even the video itself digging a little bit deeper that annoys me it's the people that are posting it especially because usually it's somebody that's that has a genetic predisposition to be able to stay in shape pretty much no matter what they do and it's always like the same type of people that post these things and they keep filling up at least their wall with these things which then show on my newsfeed and other people's newsfeeds.
2: I'm not sure it's always people with genetic predispositions sometimes there are legitimately people who work hard at it right and they put in the time they put in the effort and they, they do see results but that gets me to one of my peeves which is kind of related to yours but it's these people jackasses who work hard in the gym okay great on them but then they get into good shape and then all of a sudden they wear these shirts. It's like, it's it's a rite of passage as a frequent gym goer. And, and if you get swole, you have to wear a shirt that says some stupid inspirational quote about success. Like, never give up, never surrender. Or like, results are for devotion. Or like some stupid shit like that. Like, please, dude, I don't I don't need you to be a
0: motivational speaker on your t-shirt and you're dumb as a box of rocks. That whole Nike line that was like... I'll take your girl in giant bold letters or or shit like that,
2: like swagger. Yeah, that's just annoying. But like as a kind of a corollary to that, these people who are like LuLaRoe and all these multi-level marketing schemes, they start saying, I'm an entrepreneur. I have my own business. No, you don't. You are a vendor for a pyramid scheme. You're not an entrepreneur.
0: Low level, barely making
1: enough money you're to live. You
2: are not a freaking entrepreneur. Get over it. Go to business school, launch a business, pitch to investors, try to get subsequent rounds of investment, analyze a market, and grow your business. Then you're an entrepreneur. But you can't just order $5,000 of inventory from some rip-off scheme that wants you to recruit people more than it wants you to buy the items. Or sell the items rather, and then call yourself an entrepreneur. You're piggybacking off of someone else's scam bullshit. I'm done.
0: So I gotta, I gotta continue with where I was going before because I still haven't <laughs> got to the meat and potatoes. You want me to right get now, riled up for some reason that got me riled up. <laughs> there it is. So what I said, you know, thus far about these people that, at least in my experience, that have these uh, predispositions where they're already in pretty good shape, just kind of naturally, that are posting these videos, it still doesn't seem that annoying. Probably the average person. But what kind of annoys me is uh, more or less uh, anecdotal evidence towards getting physically fit and people thinking that, well, because it works for me, it works for the, the next person. Or towards anything. When you have a political right. discussion,
2: well, my uncle fought in World War II and he thought this. It's like, okay, great.
0: You're, that's one person. Yeah, it's one, one, one opinion, opinion on based, based on what. And that's the same thing with, with nutrition and with physical fitness because they're obviously hand in hand. Uh, a lot of people will share these things, you know, thinking it's going to get other people in shape. And, and it might get, you know, a certain percentage of the crowd in shape. Um, but like I said, I, I feel like it's misleading. Sure. And it comes easier for some people than others.
2: Right. And I, I was thinking... I, I can't stand when people who are, well, just, just put in the time. Just put in the time. Well, I, I am. And it doesn't get me the results that it might get you. Or it's not worth as much to me as it is to you and I put in the time to other things
0: right I I guess (laughs) I guess a better way to explain what I'm trying to say because I don't feel like I I fully explained it the way I want to is so for me I don't put on fat at all it's very very difficult for me to put on fat must be nice that's that's kind of what I'm getting at so I don't put on any fat and I have to work out a lot to maintain any sort of muscle mass so if I was giving like advice and giving speeches and making videos about how to lose weight uh, based on my own experience and my own diet and my own exercise plan, it would be bullshit because it's anecdotal evidence based on my predisposition not to naturally put on any fat. And I feel like that's kind of what's happening with some people that are putting on muscle really easily <clears throat> or uh, not putting on fat with their own diet trying to enforce that on other people or just throw this stuff out there. And I think it really confuses people that don't actually maybe even have time to put in the actual research or, uh, uh, kind of delve into the whole field of nutrition and fitness. So, I mean, I, I feel like I can kind of speak to some of these things just based on research that I actually do, but a lot of people base, uh, a lot of people share a lot of stuff on social media that's based solely on their own anecdotal evidence. Mm -hmm. And that fits kind of what they've been through, even though it's not gonna work for maybe the majority of the population. If you if you're able to be jacked by just doing push-ups, you probably have some sort of uh, genetic ability that most people don't have. Most people could do thirty push-ups a day and then still look kind of weak after years. It's you know, for most people it's gonna take a, a different kind of lifting, maybe a, a whole hour devoted to chest or arms or something like that. I think I agree and I think we're we're seeing the same symptoms from different angles. You see it more
2: on the fitness side because as you said, you're honing your your Facebook newsfeed to to favor certain topics. Right. And my Facebook newsfeed favors things more on the current events and politics side. And I see the same thing. People taking anecdotal evidence or personal experiences and treating that as absolute fact. Mm -hmm. That nothing else can be correct. It worked for me. It was the case in my life. I know someone that this happened to. And therefore, the entire rest of the world always operates the same way. And I don't know exactly what it is about social media. But maybe it's simply the fact that it gives everyone a forum. When previously, you had to be an expert to have a public forum. To have a say in topics and for people to hear you. You had to, much like a bus, a young business has to grow itself, you have to get one customer or one follower. And then that person tells another person and then you slowly grow your base. Now all you have to do is friend someone and then before you, in, in a matter of weeks, you have several hundred followers, unless you're MJ and you don't have be only 45. <laughs> Nerd, but <laughs> no friends, <laughs> but uh it gives people an immediate form without actually having to put in that time and effort to educate themselves and inform themselves and shape their opinions based on fact rather than shaping their perception of reality based on pre-existing uh, opinion.
1: So I, I see. Uh, I think we're all in the same boat on that one. Mm-hmm. But let's get some like really off the wall pet peeves that like anyone would find ridiculous. Like, What do you got? I'm I'm putting it out there. I want to see what you guys got. And they might trigger something in here. You.
2: You're just teasing me not putting
1: out. Don't do that I'll to I'll tease me. whoever I want. Don't do that to me. <laughs> That's
2: a peeve. Oh, there's a
1: peeve. Teasing.
2: There it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I have one. And this goes to all the girls in New York City. And other places. Well, not all the girls. I don't want to generalize. Many but people. many. On multiple occasions... And it wasn't just me, this has happened to other people, people I know to be attractive. That's oh, so it's not,
1: it's not anecdotal? This is
2: not anecdotal. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not a, generaliz- a generalization, <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is absolute fact, universally true. When you're talking to someone, or, and you say, hey, you know, can I buy you a drink? Just kind of a casual, normal escalation of the conversation. And a gesture of friendliness, if you will. And this is a natural part of the courting process. And they accept. You buy them a drink. And then
1: they say deuces. Do
2: they they order a a $3 Bud Light? No. They get a $9 top shelf mixed drink. And followed by, well, nice meeting you. Uh, No, 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 no. I'm not saying... They owe you any physical favors or anything like that. But that's just rude. Not even to just engage someone long enough that you can get a material good from them and then leave the conversation. At least give them the the courtesy of some conversation and that and perfectly fine if it, yeah, ends, it doesn't even have to go anywhere just, no, have like perfectly, a, like, just
1: have like a normal conversation between just perfectly
2: fine if it ends a conversation not everyone is going to be attracted to someone else on any level but if you if you know you're not going to continue talking to someone don't accept the nine dollar drink from them that's just being a douchebag
0: mm-hmm. or get the three dollar one <laughs> but no seriously it, it, it's really rude to just get a drink and then take off like, oh, nice to meet you. Yeah, it, it's. I would if they're not interested and they don't want to have a conversation, they could say no, or they can maybe talk for a minute. You know, the the point of buying somebody a drink, I guess, is so that while they're drinking their drink, you have a conversation with them. So it's not awkward. Like
2: I'm here drinking my drink, and you're just standing there with your hands in your pockets. Right. It's, it's an icebreaker for a conversation, exactly. not a, a time-honored icebreaker. Right. And just to reiterate, it could and they perfectly fine there is no d- debt that has to be paid with sexual acts or a phone number or anything like that just with courtesy that's it i just want to clarify just that don't be a douchebag right. don't be a douchebag that is the
0: only thing that that i ask that's why you don't buy bitches drinks <laughs> so that's not too off the wall and here's another one that's not too off the wall but it annoys me and i don't know if it annoys other people necessarily but i don't like when people text me for conversation if there's a text message, I want to accomplish something within the next few messages. And I don't mean like send me nudes or anything like that. <laughs> I'm talking everything is a caveat <laughs> now. I don't mean anything like that. Well, I, I think we have to do that. Especially <laughs> in today's day and age. age yeah. But it's it's like if I text you, it's like, hey, are we going to hang out? You know, this time, what's the address? Bang. That's it. It's all I think functional. that's how guys are in general,
1: though. Like, I mean who do you what guy do you know that will sit there and actually have a conversation with you through text message it's literally like hey it, like they, it's some purpose to that initiation of the conversation it's either like do you want to hang out are you doing this like are you going to be here they won't find something out
0: or a very very short conversation I guess but it's a yeah. like, 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 call me and chill call me <laughs> call me or let's hang out and let's actually talk purpose driven <laughs> <laughs> But even if it's somebody that's interested in me or even I'm interested in, I don't want to have to text them. I'd rather talk to them on the phone where I can actually maybe do dishes and fold laundry instead of just sitting there like every five seconds having to go to my phone, typing out a big, long message. It's really,
1: it's it's extremely interruptive to whatever you're trying to do at that time. You
0: you can't play a video game. I don't play video games, but I know a lot of people do. Well, you can't do anything really.
1: Like you can't be focused on a single thing because you're constantly being distracted by your phone vibrating every... 20 seconds
0: even if i'm watching something to take my eyes off of what i'm watching type in a message maybe miss an important detail obviously you can't listen and write something at the same time and fully actively listen to that so you might miss something studies have shown that it's that multitasking is a hoax it,
2: it doesn't actually exist it's impossible to actually multitask.
0: You're, multitasking is just doing one thing at a time and switching between or right. switching between multiple things. Exactly, which can be beneficial for people with ADD that need to keep switching or whatever. But it's you're not actually having all these things in your brain at once because the mind can only focus on one thing, which leads us to texting and driving, which is my top pet peeve <laughs> because it kills people. It fucking kills people. Top cut And people do it. And you see them drive, especially at night when you can see their phone light shining up on their face. And it's always somebody that's fucking tailgating somebody else. Yeah. And they're always going 20 miles over the speed limit, tailgating the person in front of them. They look up at the last second, swerve into the passing lane, or to the fucking right lane for some reason and pass somebody. It doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> always. When I, when I rode, like oh, driving yeah. past people... And, like, them driving like assholes. And you just look through real quick. And, of course, they're always on their you're fucking You're going to kill phone. me, asshole. Yeah. Literally, you just... Same thing. Like, you say, like, they're following someone too close. And they just decide to swear, by the way. They're not going to see me coming up on the side of them. And then, oh, that's all it takes. Just a little nudge and you're gone. When I was driving in that piece of shit Saturn...
0: I kept thinking all the time, I just want to ram into this motherfucker. I want to ram into them. I want to ram them off the road because this car sucks and I don't care if it gets damaged. I really don't give a fuck about it. And this person needs to learn a lesson about their phone. Like, I don't want to kill them, but I do have that urge to just not break. I used to feel that way when I had my Hummer before I was a tree hugger. Just, yeah. Just to run off the road. That thing's literally a tank. (laughs) Well, thank you for that public service announcement wearing a Captain America t shirt. It's very comfortable. It's from Walmart. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Walmart shirts have gotten so much better in the last few years, I think. It's like, I don't even know. It's more this is comfortable. It's not product placement. Well, it kind of is at this point. But it's not paid, unfortunately.
2: Well, speaking of text messages, another peeve I have is when someone texts you, which is, yo, or hey. No, that that's crap. Just text me what you want. Don't. Text me and then wait for me to respond. Yeah.
0: No, I'm just gonna ignore that shit every time. And yeah, I fucking. I don't care who it is.
1: It goes back to like we don't send messages like unless we like have a purpose. So like if you're just like beating around the bush or taking tones, it's just wasting time. It's like what do you really want?
0: If it's gonna lead to a conversation, I'm gonna just not look at it. Plausible deniability. I never saw your message. Maybe it was on purpose I didn't see it. Maybe it was an accident. <laughs> Maybe I was busy.
1: Maybe I deleted your number <laughs> and the thread. I've been moving in that direction, though.
0: <laughs> if I feel my phone vibrate and I'm hanging out with people, nine times out of ten I'm not going to check it unless I'm expecting a text message or a call from somebody. I'm just going to let it sit there until I'm by myself for a moment and then look at it. If I'm walking, I don't want to look at my phone. Obviously, if I'm driving, I'm not the type to get on my phone, Being that that being my mm-hmm. pet peeve lots of peeve that I another peeve I have and that's the peeve is with myself and it's
2: the fact that when my phone vibrates I can't not look at it (laughs) I just can't and if I don't look at it my mind if I'm doing something else my mind is still on my phone feeling that that tension from not looking at it and seeing what the message was
0: and it's it's like a drug and I I hate it I absolutely hate it that was the purgatory phase in between my dopamine rush. <laughs> there, like when I first got my phone when I was younger, and it would vibrate, you'd be like, "Oh, like got to open it up really I quick." Fucking man. Like, the dopamine's like running through my yeah. brain, and then there was that phase where I wouldn't check it, but I'd feel like I had to check it. You know, I wouldn't feel so compelled to pull it out right away, but I'd be thinking about it the entire time. And then came enlightenment, <laughs> which is. Well, I guess in between enlightenment and that, you know, the second purgatory was it vibrates and I have anxiety versus dopamine rush where it's like, oh my God, this is going to be terrible. You know, I get like a certain phase of my life where like every message is just annoying and I just don't want to deal with it. And then there's the enlightenment where I decide I don't want to deal with these messages. So instead of thinking about them, I'm just not going to look at my phone for another three hours and then I'll look at it all at once and then it always turns out to be okay.
2: Now, uh, right now I'm in the the heroin shakes phase <laughs> with frequent relapses.
1: <laughs> Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night thinking that your phone vibrated when it actually didn't at all?
0: I hear it vibrate constantly, and I think my alarm goes off in the middle of the night sometimes.
1: I, I lived in the like living in the room across from you, like I've I've had that as well. I've woke up in the middle of the night like feeling a vibration and like it's not my phone I don't know what the fuck it is but it trips me the fuck out every time
0: Yeah, definitely so well, I've woken up before and I occasionally go on these streaks where I go to the gym in the morning and I've woken up before and <laughs> thinking that my alarm went off thinking that I turned it off and then I'll take my pre-workout and then I'll get ready and I'll get you know get my gym shorts on and get my headphones get my water bottle and then I get out the door, I get into my car, and I look at the, the glowing clock in my car, and it's pitch black outside, and it says 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh! oh man, if only, if only I didn't take the pre-workout, because that's the first thing I, I did, you know, or the first thing I do when I go to the gym in the morning, you know, it gets, really gets you going, you just gets people put the scoop in your mouth, uh, wash it down, I, I take bigger scoops now, so I actually need to take it with water. Yeah, it's the worst. It's absolutely the worst. <laughs> You, you have no choice at that point. point. I actually—you just, you just took speed. Very productive. If that happens, I go back. I get like knock out all the work for the week, and then I uh, I go to the gym when it opens. If there's still some lasting effect from the pre-workout. All right. So what's your try. ridiculous one then? You have yeah. to have one at this point. I
1: don't know. It's it's so situational. Like I don't have any like consistent pet peeves. It's all situational shit that just really pisses me off out of nowhere for no reason. I can't. Nothing at
0: all that happens in a
1: reoccurring fashion? Not other than people not minding their own business. Shit pisses me off. I mean, especially when people I don't know get in my face and constantly are trying to... Like, if they see I'm pissed, if anyone sees I'm pissed and gets in my face and is trying to figure out why I'm pissed, that pisses me off even more. Like I literally just want you to get the fuck out of my face. So your
2: peeves are about... Getting angrier when you're already angry.
1: It's a matter of people respecting boundaries, in my opinion. If, especially if you don't know the person. If you don't know... Maybe if, if you knew the person, you came up and you saw that like, the person you knew was visibly upset. That That's one thing. But if you don't know the person whatsoever and you're coming up to them, getting in their face, and demanding, essentially, for them to explain why they're upset, that shit pisses me off.
0: What's some sort of example of that though? Because that's pretty vague. I don't. I, that doesn't happen to me. I guess I don't really get upset, especially in public. I'm a Zen warrior, so yeah. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't experience anger like well, you do. For one example, um, was out of bar with friends. It's karaoke night, and my group of friends went up and did karaoke. I hate karaoke. I can't sing for shit, and I'm not getting up on that damn stage. Anyway, I was already in a bad mood. Other shit that was going on, and uh, this chick that was like three tables over, decided that it was her duty to get up and force me to go sing with my friends on stage. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And she kept pressing and pressing. Like, what's maybe your problem? She, maybe she liked you. Maybe I didn't give a fuck. Maybe she thought you were cute. I don't give a fuck. Well, you should. And it's I it got it escalated to the point, like, I right, literally just told her, get the fuck out of my face. Mind your own damn business. And then she proceeded to, there was another one of my friends that was not up there um she went over to him who was a table over and started basically like what the fuck is his problem and i was like oh bitch you better not come back over here you came to me <laughs> i don't have a
0: problem i was keeping it myself
1: But yeah, oh, that, yeah. that just irritates me so much i don't know why but That sounds like
0: it would annoy me if you don't want to do something and someone that doesn't know you's like come on come yeah on. but at that point i think i would just go to the guy's bathroom be like, adios, gotta pee. That's why I'm not <laughs> gotta pee.
2: It's either gonna be in the urinal or on your foot.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm Another peeve of mine is I hate people that aren't confrontational. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You just say you don't want people getting in your face. That's different though. Because in that situation, it's people that I don't know and it's none of their damn business to get in that. If someone has a problem with you and they just are super passive aggressive and say shit behind your back... Or don't, like, I would much rather someone come up to me and solve the issue that way and get it over with. I hate playing that stupid bullshit behind-the-back games of, you know what I mean?
0: I feel like there's also a way of being non-confrontational and also not talking about somebody, like, you know, especially if it's your friend, you're talking about your friend behind their back. Like, you can do neither, I guess, or, like, lighter. Well, confrontational,
1: confrontational doesn't have to be aggressive. Right, but you have to deal with the problems that you have head on, as right, opposed right, right. to like.
0: I guess the implication know. when somebody says confrontational to me, it seems like they're getting in your face versus just kind of letting you know something. But yeah, so you mean not being a coward. In a way, yeah.
2: Confronting your your issue. Yeah. Either either confront your issue and deal with it, or don't confront it and suck it up.
1: Essentially. Well, well as if it's opposed an to issue, having
2: someone else be your proxy. If it is an issue, then confront it. But you know, I mean, there are there are certain circumstances where you it is appropriate to to have a proxy. Like uh, if you're a spouse and your spouse has been beating you, maybe confronting <laughs> that person about the beatings is not the wisest approach. Maybe a friend or
1: the police. Well, obviously, yeah, I am not. Yeah.
2: Yes, and, and, and other right. public service now, not twin, we're, stu- not, we're not. We're not. <laughs> we're not. Uh,
1: talk. Say this is. Know. This is not in regards to anything yeah. life threatening yeah, 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 yeah. or Maybe. abusive in any nature. Yeah. It's, it's 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 stupid shit that should could easily be handled if you sat down and like hashed it out with a person, but instead they decide to let it brew and grow and fester into other shit.
0: Maybe more commonly <laughs> than someone beating somebody, it would be applicable where you have a friend and then your friend has a friend and you don't really like that friend of your friend but you don't want to be a dick to them because you respect the fact that they're friends with your friend. So you tell your friend to tell the other person to tell their other friend. I'm lost which friend is who it is. There's only three friends here including you. There's three people. Yeah. (laughs) So you have a friend who has a friend and you don't really like their friend. Jane. Okay, I'll use names, I'll use names. John. So there's three of us. So there's me, Red, MJ. So I'm friends with Red. Thank you. Red has this friend MJ, and MJ is kind of pissing me off, and he's kind of doing stuff that maybe it, it's you know it's not realistic because I don't I don't get offended like this, but he's say asshole. say I, I get offended asshole. really easily. Yeah, he's <laughs> being an asshole. I guess he's say yeah. I'm not gonna like get in his face or even be like, hey man, stop being an asshole. I might tell my friend like, hey, I think he's kind of being an asshole. Can you either talk to him or can you uh, like explain to me that he's actually not... He just has a stupid sense of humor that sucks <laughs> and that I don't get it, you know? So there are, I guess, moments where it is appropriate. That's subjective.
1: Maybe he thinks your fucking sense of humor sucks.
0: Or he thinks that I'm being a sensitive bitch. That as well. Right. Yeah. In those situations usually you know someone's just being a sensitive bi- At least I, in my opinion more so than the other person actually in, being in your one. in your circumstances that's probably the case me being a sensitive bitch yeah no I, I guess so it's <laughs> pornosexual or whatever it is <laughs> yeah
1: is that the sexuality where is secret deodorant
0: oh, I don't know
1: <laughs> where what secret deodorant see
0: oh uh, <laughs> I'm back on uh, the, the guys De- estrogen
2: sorry i got
0: <laughs> got the two concepts mixed i think there's gonna be some misconceptions derived <laughs> of this podcast it's like oh he's transitional <laughs> they're so sexist no, they know nothing
1: about women's health estrogen supplements
0: another, another insert caveat slash disclaimer there <laughs> if you want to implant yourself with hormones that's okay There's got to be another pet peeve that we haven't covered that really pisses one of us off. What is it? Something maybe even stupider, more mild. You know, when people talk about pet peeves, it's almost always something that's innocent. That's almost what the implication of the word pet peeve is. It's not like my pet peeve is when someone punches me in the face. <laughs> like obviously nobody likes that. It's your pet peeve. I think that's. It's exactly not a just like. Peeve. Yeah. So even <laughs> it's I guess. Not really a pet peeve at that point. <laughs> I guess me saying like texting and driving is my pet peeve is kind of like okay, well that's just you. Every, you know, everyone thinks that person's being a dick. But, but the a amount a of people, people that fucking do it. A you lot, know, lot of people don't do a fuck. Yeah. Maybe maybe it is a. It's it's worse than a pet peeve though because it's not like it's just affecting me. It's. Literally killing them.
2: Like okay. drinking and driving. I think a yeah. half hour into this, pet peeve is more
1: just little things that just nag. That irk you. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So we just, we've just we been talking much broader and much more serious in some senses. Yeah, a lot of gravitas. We started out, though, like with the whole social media thing. More pet peeves because it's, it's you. Obviously, the person that's posting, it's okay with it. So it's not something that pisses everybody off. Sometimes it's like a, a little thing that somebody does, a little tick that they have. <clears throat> a shirt that somebody wears.
2: Captain America.
0: It's like, oh, I hate when he wears that it's a pet peeve. Little
1: things. It, you hate glitter. <laughs> that is <laughs> There <true>. it is. <laughs> <laughs> you hate glitter. Is that a pet peeve, though? What about glitter. glitter? just. What about glitter is it that makes it's it something
2: so bad? I, the fact that it gets all over everything, into everywhere, and never comes off. That's it can that. come
0: off if you take tweezers and take a lot of time. I'm not about that life. You can hire somebody. See, I, I just used modern
2: phrase.
1: I'm hip. <laughs> keep telling yourself that. We know you're no,
2: It gets all over everything. Like No matter how many times you wash your hands or scrub, it's always there. And all Before you know it, like you have sparkles on your eyelids like you're wearing glitter makeup. And it's just, oh, absolutely <laughs> awful. It's a death sentence. You have to sell your house or your car or whatever. Like, if there's glitter on it, it's you might as well burn it down not a peeve that's just a <laughs> I'm fact sure a peeve. that's a fact if you're willing in to burn in my <laughs> experience that's how it is so therefore it's a universal truth
0: I might bring glitter here just so you have to burn your house down <laughs> just so that can be reported on the news that would go beyond a peeve as well man burns his house down <laughs> to get rid of glitter because fuck glitter maybe you can like, keep the burning to just this room just get a keep bunch a of those paint. party
1: poppers tape them all and like row and tie the things to the doorknob so he opens the door just pops them and sprays glitter fucking everywhere
0: yeah I wouldn't like that I think it's hard to think of these things sometimes because it's when they happen Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh my god I hate that but you don't really think about it otherwise it's something that kind of sneaks up on you and then you see it happen and you're like I mean I hate people I hate most things people do so humanity
2: that's my pet peeve it's pretty broad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have 8 billion pet peeves. Oh, yeah, you know, I have one. I don't even know if it's a... I guess it is kind of a pet peeve. Sometimes I'm trying to be frugal, and I have certain people um, that I hang out with, not not you guys, mm-hmm. but uh, certain people that I hang out with that are just like, as soon as I get their paycheck, they just want to mm-hmm. like spend the entire thing, save none of it, and they kind of and ex- uh, expect yeah. everybody around them to do the same thing that they hang out with because that's that's their only way of looking at it. It's like, well, you have money, so, you know, why are you not spending it basically? And and they're they're almost like they think that they can manage your money and I guess it's not as I mean, It's kind of like we were, or, a couple of other things we were talking about, where it's just a, it boils down to just having common courtesy.
2: Yeah. Don't be an asshole and don't necessarily assume that everyone else thinks and feels about everything the same way that you do.
1: Are they really that aggressive towards like trying to get you to spend your money? So I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was visiting
2: uh, a lot of my friends live in New York and I was visiting a few of them, I don't know, six months ago or so. And they all make six figures and above. Mm-hmm. And I took a career path that Was't necessarily the most lucrative, but it is what it is. But they took very lucrative career paths, and they take a lot of things for granted. And when I went, they said, "Oh, yeah, we'll just go out for lunch and you know just get some burgers or whatever. And, you know that sounded fine to me, reasonable enough. I mean I know how expensive New York is, but how bad could a burger be? We go to a place. Literally, the cheapest thing on the lunch menu is a $19
0: hamburger. That's ridiculous.
2: $19, and that's before tax and tip. And I'm sure there are less expensive places in New York. That's just, to me, unnecessary. And one of them got, I don't know, Sir Wine Tip sandwich or something, which is $28, and then left half of it, didn't even take it back. But the point I'm trying to make is, even when people know... You don't have as many resources. It doesn't even dawn on them. And I think again, it comes back to that lack of courtesy. If if, if I had to stick my finger onto one specific area of peevery, it would be lack of <clears throat> excuse me, lack of courtesy, right, right, and and thoughtfulness. Basically, just assuming everyone else is in the same boat that you are in terms ideologically, emotionally, monetarily, whatever. That's 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 what really drives me nuts.
0: Yeah, I mean it's almost it's almost more painful to see somebody that doesn't have the six figure salary that's spending their money as if they do, and then like they're in that situation, so you'd think that they would realize that not everybody that they hang out with potentially is trying to burn through their whole paycheck at the end of the month, and you know some people if they're making money, they have the right to spend it that way. Yeah, they if they don't have making, the right, to, if
2: they're not making money, they have right to, they have the right to spend it, but it's stupid and. Yeah, I agree. If they have if they have the money to spend, fine. Go go ahead, knock yourself out, fuel the economy.
0: And they can still ask you, hey, do you want to do this? Would you mind if we went here? Yeah, at least but give don't me the don't be options. condescending. Don't be and like, or, or, hey, you need to sp- like like oh, oh you're, you're not gonna spend spin. that? Oh, you cheap ass. You know what I mean? It's like nah, dude. Like if I want to put half my paycheck every month into a savings account, or I want to spend it on things that are gonna last longer than a bottle of whatever, um, then that's you know that's my choice. Yeah, that expectation of you to have the same mentality as somebody else. Uh, I think that extends into
2: politics. Of course, we am going to pull this all back into right. my favorite domain. But, of course, everyone assumes that their way of life is the right way of life. It's the way that everyone else lives. And that, that that's true on all sides of the spectrum. You have the, the so-called liberal educated elites on the coasts, And then you have the... Blue collar middle America, and each of them lives in a respective bubble to some extent. And I think that's part of what the issue is in our political climate now that everyone assumes their way is the right way, and no other perspective has any merit to it whatsoever. So when someone proposes a different idea, everyone flips out because that's just that's wrong. And that goes back to what you're saying before mm-hmm. about the anecdotal evidence, or right, in right. my experience. X, Y, Z is true. You're so therefore, minute. if you're saying A, B, C is true, not X, Y, and Z, you're just wrong. Even though you work as a farmer and I work as a tax attorney,
0: their lives are, are not equivalent in, in any way. Same concept fits with maybe like a moral mm-hmm. frame, but even uh, as an extension of that like religion where someone says, oh yeah, you're doing this and this is wrong because my religion says so. Or something of that nature. Nah, Oh, that's yeah. a peeve. Oh, you got me. And it's it's the same thing as the money thing. It's the same thing as the political thing, where someone's someone has this ideology and they have an expectation at that point. Well, the peeve that you triggered me with
2: is uh, trigger warning is that that feeling that someone needs mm-hmm. to save you, like I need to save you from yourself go fuck yourself that's what I had to say go fuck yourself if I want to burn in hellfire for eternity that's my goddamn privilege you can go knock on pearly gates and go have fun if I want to get you know pineapples up the ass to use an old Nicky reference or little Nicky whatever that movie was Never seen that one. Pineapple. Death dance. <laughs> yeah, <whatever>. That's, that's <laughs> your thing? That's <laughs> Hitler's punishment for all eternity. Every day he has to shove a pineapple or get a pineapple shove that possessed. It's anyway, easier over time. Anyway, if that's what I want to do, that's my prerogative. Don't fucking come into my life and tell me what I should believe and what I should do and how I should use my Saturdays, Sundays,
0: Fridays, whatever the holy day is. I'm sorry. You do you, I'm doing me. Fuck off. So there's one piece of that that I understand from the other perspective which I want to bring up. And that's if someone truly cares about you and they, you know, their ideology has a huge impact on their life and they believe that it's going to make your life better and they believe that it's best for you and they're trying to tell you this to communicate it to you, then I think that that's a different scenario than if someone's being condescending because of their ideology. If you know what I mean, I, like if, I someone, if it's coming out of care, like, hey, I, I, you know, I want you to do, I want you to go to heaven, or I want you to have a profitable life, or whatever. Even if it's not religion, it's something else. But the, when the it, when intent it, is sound. Right. I get that.
2: Yeah, it, the, the intent might be somewhere out of a place of good. But as the saying goes, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Right. Pushing too hard and insisting on things, mm-hmm. even if you intend, if, if you're well-meaning. Pushing and insisting is still a discourtesy. You're still being discourteous to whoever you're proselytizing to by not taking into account how they feel and what they think is the best thing for their lives. So that's inherently condescending because it's based on the assumption that I
0: know what's best for you. But is the scenario different when you see somebody eating McDonald's every day and occasionally you're like, hey man... You do realize that eating McDonald's three times a day it is, is, is not healthy. Well, first of all, it is different because, A, there's data. There is science to support
2: your claim. There's something empirically true and not true right. about okay. certain claims
0: in that I agree with scenario. That, that also well, is how they choose to live life
1: What's that? That's also how they choose to live their life, though. But then you can get into That's true, the care exactly, and all that. But exactly, exactly. We collectively
2: share the costs
1: of poor nutrition and obesity
2: and recklessness, not wearing seatbelts. That's why wearing a seatbelt is a law. Because when you go to the hospital from an unnecessary, unnecessarily gain, uh, incurred injury because you didn't wear a seatbelt, everyone shares that cost because the costs to insurance companies go up and they dri- that drives up the, imp- the premiums that everyone has to pay. So we all share in that. So we all, we all have an interest in what people do with
1: their own safety and health and well-being. I don't see why I can't go to where... Since there is so much information out there on what is healthy and what is unhealthy, for instance, smoking especially where there's a warning on the box itself saying that you most likely will develop lung cancer, I don't see why that can't exclude people from getting healthcare benefits if they end up with uh, some kind of condition from living an unhealthy lifestyle. I have no problem with you choosing to live your life however you want. But like you said, it comes out of the cost of everyone else if you do choose to the lifestyle. So I, I personally think that that's how it should be. If you decide to smoke, if, you, if you're obese, because you choose to be obese. If you didn't want to be obese, you could change it. It's diet and exercise.
2: In theory, I agree. There, there should be some sort of implied contract, or maybe not even implied, maybe an explicit contract that you have to wear a dog tag. If you choose to smoke, and either that or just in your healthcare plan itself, well, you, well, you do. Insurance companies do charge higher rates for people with the pre-existing conditions or with habits that that lend themselves towards yes. Uh, I think injuries and issues.
1: It should avoid your your healthcare.
2: And what if they want to pay just ten times? Well, see what the a healthy the, person
1: instead for. of I think so any kind of operation or any kind of medical assistance you need through these that occur from these unhealthy um, habits, you should have to pay out of pocket fully for these operations and medical assistance. I personally think is maybe at one point you could possibly assume that like you couldn't foresee any kind of, you couldn't foresee lung cancer. You just, people would die from years of smoking and be like, well, I don't know what happened. But when there's a label literally on the side of the box right. warning you of it and you choose to do it anyway, I, I feel like taxpayers should not be liable for your... Well, yeah, no, I, I
0: agree with that. Uh, I mean, kind of where the, the conversation came from, I think it is... Same with
1: seatbelts. If you choose not to wear a seatbelt, you should your your medical care should come out of pocket.
0: Cars can even potentially, going forward maybe, this is a good idea, they can recognize whether or not the seatbelt's clicked in and record that data... Yeah in real time and if there's an accident, it can send that data to the insurance company and mm-hmm. say, look, this person wasn't being responsible. They validated maybe a contract that that's right. something that'll be available in the future that says they're gonna wear their seatbelt. I think that'd be a great idea because that would tell people that their insurance isn't gonna cover them or they're gonna have to pay a lot more uh, for you know being a douche to the insurance company, essentially. But on that on that topic though, like you know how it's someone's personal choice Um, kind of going back to the whole pet peeve introduction of that, I think even though it's their personal choice, I don't think that it's wrong or douchey or anything to tell someone that's smoking cigarettes or that's eating extremely unhealthy, hey, that's unhealthy. I'd I'd like it if you didn't do that because I care about you. Even though it's their personal choice, I don't think that there's a problem with letting somebody know fairly often that they're doing something that's gonna cut their life off 15 minutes earlier, whether it be fucking any dangerous activity
1: that's fine however it's the same as with uh, religion it's it's the persistence well I don't think that it's
0: I don't think that it's douchey personally for somebody that's really religious to try to because that I mean if you're really religious that's your personality at a certain point of religiousness I think that it depends on where that the not everyone shares that
1: exactly. emphasis. No, on I, what's important. I understand that, and, and I think that a, I think that what you brought up earlier to, to choose how you want to live your own life. Right. You can advise somebody or show concern and mm-hmm. bring the light, like, "Hey, this is probably going to kill you," but at the same time, like, you can't constantly drill it into them and like.
0: But persistence isn't necessarily that, wrong. That's when it becomes kind of douchey. Like what you were saying before, or right now, there's ads that say, "Hey, cigarettes. They do this to you." Um, you know the government's pushing that on people. I don't think that it's wrong because it's backed it, by the factual evidence. Is the government pushing that? I mean, people are turning on the TV. So, sure, but those are privately funded campaigns. Every one of those commercials. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I mean, by I mean, truth. there you go. Or but I mean, look, look, the concept stays the same. Where somebody's pushing it onto you, it's kind of like getting in someone's face about something, showing somebody cut open a lung, somebody that smokes. But I don't think it's wrong uh, because it's backed by factual evidence.
2: And also, they don't care if they're being an asshole.
0: Right. Their goal is not to
2: be a a courteous friend or relative. Their goal is to give you information. They Mm -hmm. don't really care how you feel about it. Exactly. Their goal is to educate you. This is what your lung looks like after this amount of time smoking. That's it.
1: Science, baby. To to sum that up, that's part of public education. I mean, you you see all of that. Teaching science? Is that why we take evolution out of schools? (laughs)
0: it's part of uh, what public education is supposed to be that's a process
1: and it's damaging man I mean I don't know a public I don't know a state that that doesn't have a health class that teaches the effects of smoking and I've even like they did the whole um, like pig lung and everything as well so so I guess to recap I
0: have another pet peeve
2: I have another pet peeve. Yeah. And this is arguably the most important of all of them. In fact, I will go ahead and say it is the most
0: important. I guarantee you it's not going to be <laughs> just <laughs> based on that. <laughs> I guarantee you it is.
2: High I hope The Oxford comma. You don't like it? Oh, I, I adhere to it. Okay. Oh, no, I am a... Oxford comma when you say devotee. The, when you say the pet peeve is the Oxford no, comma. It, it relates to the yeah. Oxford comma. The peeve is the non-use of the
0: Oxford comma. I know that that's kind of a peeve of mine, I guess, because when you said that, it kind of triggered me. When you said oh, yeah. the pet See, peeve is the I Oxford told you, comma, I
2: this is the most important peeve of all. This is one that really digs at your soul. And just to explain so everyone is, is following, if you're not a grammar nerd, Oxford comma is that final comma that comes in a list of things before the end. I like bananas, oranges, comma and apples or bananas comma oranges, comma and apples uh, There's also accepted convention that says you don't have you don't need that comma which is I like bananas, comma oranges and apples but as far as I'm concerned, those people are barbarians
0: <laughs> I've <laughs> never seen people not use it. I always unless it's like text back and forth or whatever, really casual informal stuff. I've never oh seen no, it I writing. Think
2: even in journalism.
0: In in some journalistic practices. I guess maybe I don't notice it. And maybe it makes it less of a pet peeve for me as little, it is for no, you. I notice it everywhere. But I always use it. Oh kills me. Every Absolutely time. Absolutely kills me. This is right. an example oh. of comma. Like let's eat,
2: comma, grandma.
0: Right. Well, that's just common, I mean, it's like a meme. Yeah, my, you, a meme yeah, I saw, yeah. like,
2: "Let's eat, comma, grandma," and then "Let's eat, grandma," and it was it said, "Don't be a psycho, use a comma." That comma is always necessary. Yeah, that comma is yeah, that's a comma of address. You need that comma.
0: People often don't use that one. Actually, right. that's one of the most, at least in my experience, infrequently used commas. Or,
2: I eat bananas, comma, apples and oranges. That sounds like you're talking to apples and oranges, declaring the fact that you eat
0: bananas. To an Oxford comedy user, yes. I think from context... To a civilized human being. Right, but from context, I would understand that. I don't know. Personally. Okay. Do you remember those Fruit of the Loom commercials where people were dressed up as fruits? Valid. Okay.
2: Valid point. I'm talking to the apples, I'm talking to the oranges, and I'm telling them that as part of being accountable. I eat the guy dressed up as a banana. Huh. I eat bananas. Apples and oranges. But exclusively the one dressed
0: up as the bananas, which is why the grapes don't have to worry. Is that the only grammatical thing that really bothers you? That comes to mind, I guess. Yeah, that's that's definitely the, the most severe. Because hmm. I mean,
2: that's really just... That that's what causes the degradation of our society.
1: Just that. And tears at the fabric of our morality. I have a pet peeve. Mm-hmm. Floral scented hand soap.
0: Really? <laughs> Dude, there's there's a weird one. <laughs> <Easy>. Please explain. <laughs>
1: Easy. <laughs> I, I do not fancy the smell of feminine shit on my hands, because it permeates and you have to walk around with that shit and smell it all got into it kind of like gasoline, Dude, it's, gasoline. Better, it's better than the gas gas smells amazing
2: okay it smells like like car, like car exhaust smells amazing. you probably
0: don't use an oxford comma <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how you can say car exhaust smells amazing because it definitely no, it does. is toxic and smells like cancer <laughs> <laughs> cancer smell cancer. It would smell like that or yeah for sure so vampire weekend
2: so, comma, Vampire Weekend, this is directed at you. I give a fuck about the Oxford comma. Who's
0: Vampire Weekend? You are the band Vampire Weekend? Do they not give a fuck about? They it? have a song. Who gives a fuck about the Oxford comma? Uh, what assholes? Yeah, I know. Are they? It should be called Heathen Weekend. Is there the other institution, non comma, or is it just why is it the Oxford comma? I don't know because that was an established rule in their like APA MLA for well, Why does
2: basketball use the Princeton defense? I guess it was developed at Princeton. But so answer, I answered your own <laughs> question. <laughs> so I like, I <laughs> why is grass green? I, mean, I, I suppose that Oxford University was where hard the, line. the Oxford. That's where the line was drawn. That's that's they drew that red line. The
0: red line. As much as I love using it, I kind of like to go yeah. to Oxford. And, and attend and it? never fucking use it. <laughs> every single paper has an opportunity for it to be used. And it's not... It'd, it'd just be ironic. Or if they don't use the Oxford comma. Right. right. I'm sure that like the do Prince though. of
2: Basketball doesn't use the Prince of Defense.
0: That's, that's a little bit different, though. Because... <laughs> I don't know shit about it's Basketball. basketball I, I don't know if they do or not. They, I mean, they probably do. I mean, they probably if, did it at one point. I don't know if Prince of Defense is. I couldn't explain
2: it
1: to you at all. What if it was a defense devised to defend against Princeton. Why would Princeton develop the Princeton defense? I'm saying that they didn't develop it. Another college did in order to defend against them. Perhaps.
2: Mm. But I know for a fact <laughs> it was developed at Princeton. Here's one. That's the possibly the sole piece of basketball On the court that I know. <laughs>
0: Shut up. (laughs) I'm trying to set you off, Red, with three words of a pet peeve that you may have forgot. Forgot him. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm in grammar
2: Nazi mode, but continue. Yeah.
0: Elevation. Training. Mask. Oh.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. What a bunch of dumbasses. Okay. For those of you out there who don't go to the gym or have gone to the gym but haven't acutely noticed this. Those people who lift while wearing those elevation training masks. That drives me up a freaking wall. If you wear one while you lift, you're a moron and you're dumbass and you're just announcing it to the world. Those things are for aerobic activity only. The purpose of that is to cause your body to increase your oxygen carrying capacity by increasing the number of red blood cells traveling through your blood your VO2 max. When you wear those for anaerobic activities like lifting, you are doing nothing but debilitating yourself and causing yourself you're running the risk of increased injury and you're depriving yourself of the benefit of the lifting itself.
0: Well spoken. Thank you. I'm sure there are <laughs> that's, a, that's exactly I'm sure there are Oxford commas scattered throughout. That's exactly everybody's educated opinion on that stupid fucking thing. You see somebody thinking that they're all cool, doing a bench press, depriving themselves of the last three reps or...
2: I mean, if anything, and a lot of these people, they, they do the sit-ups or they do the curls or whatever it is with the mask on and they take the mask off while they're taking a breath. Like, that's the opposite. If you're going to wear one of those stupid training, ox- mm-hmm. altitude training masks while lifting, if there's any time you should wear it, it's when your body is trying to get oxygen. Because then you're putting that pressure on your body when it's panting that it, and it needs oxygen. That's when you're getting the aerobic element in. And that's when you should deprive your body of oxygen. Because then it will respond by increasing your oxygen cap- carrying capacity
0: in the blood. But not while you're actually doing the lifts. I'm pretty sure you have more pet peeves that involve the gym too if I remember correctly. Probably. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fucking wearing
2: the running tights under shorts. What is with that? Even during the summer. Full, so what if or, it's what if it's for compression? Or it's not for compression. Don't Are give me sure? that crap. I'm positive they're not they're not wearing two ply. Please. <laughs> Do you know that? I'm not buying. Yes, because there it says like Nike running on it, or it's like.
0: I use I use compression stuff. I definitely don't wear the like the running compression shorts. But in. if you're gonna wear them, like don't wear shorts over it. It just looks stupid. I mean, would you rather see someone's uh, penis outline. You're not going to see the penis outline and we're like...
2: And if under they're tight outline. enough, their
0: butthole outline. Okay, wow.
1: Well, butthole outline. They need outline. to step it up in size. They need to do more spots.
2: Well, it's just like, if you're cold, fine. But then you can't pair that with one of those t-shirts with the sleeves cut off and the vents all the way down to their freaking obliques.
0: Okay, gym pet peeve, now that we're on the topic. <laughs> oh, and hats. And wearing freaking hats at the gym. So... Oh, I'm just trying to be stylish, man. No, the hat—the hat thing doesn't bother me at all. It really it doesn't. Even project. like the big obnoxious headphones. You do you. You wear the headphones, whatever. If that's your thing, whatever. While you're running? It doesn't affect me. Okay, the things great. that the things that I hate at the gym are the things that affect me. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm trying to get my workout in. There's only one of these machines, whatever. So, uh, the gym that I'm working out in currently, cable machines. <clears throat> there's not many of them. There's there's like uh, four cables in total. Uh, and then like, you know, there's two together here, two together there, and you can do chest exercises using both cables, uh cetera. But occasionally, and there's, it's this one person that's always in there magically when I'm in there. If I go in the morning, like magically, she's there in the morning. If I'm there in the afternoon, magically. And there's multiple gyms I go to. So <laughs> I go to one gym and she's there. Maybe she likes you. It's not me. It's not I don't know what it is. Maybe she goes, maybe she cycles through gyms all day and just nonstop works out. (laughs) You know, I I have no idea what it is. Maybe I'm a soccer or a mire. Whatever. If if she she really liked me, if she really liked me, she wouldn't disrespect everybody in the vicinity (laughs) in the way that I'm about to describe. So she will use three fucking pieces of equipment at the same time. And she'll spend literally sixty minutes on three pieces of equipment. So she'll be on the cables doing a like fucking cable exercise. Then she'll move over to the bench and do something on the bench, and then move over. And it's always like three things that are high frequency use that are hard to get almost, and that it's it's disrespectful to leave to to take a rest that's more than five minutes at a time on the specific thing because then you're just you, you don't need to rest that long, and you're just wasting time. So it's like. She does one thing, something on one thing, and then she's off of that thing for, like, seven or eight minutes, and then is coming back to it. And if you were to try to, like, work a set in, it's like, no, 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 I'm all on that. You, you can't work a set well, I was
2: going to say, like, it's perfectly reasonable right. to ask this person, hey, you mind if I just jump in and so alternate it's, sets? It's
0: not even the fact that she's using three different things, which can be annoying sometimes, but it's a part of certain workouts, and it's understandable. It's like colonialism. It's the of using plenty, of three different things. flag in those three machines. For a prolonged period of time. For a prolonged period of time. That's the main thing. When you're on the, the goddamn thing, for sixty minutes, and it you know, if it's like it's like a squat rack and there's one squat rack in the gym and that's what you're gonna start with no matter what, you have to wait for that rack for sixty minutes or leave. Sometimes you ask them like, Hey, how many more sets do you have? Oh like sixteen. Like, what, what kind of workout program has you doing sixteen sets on the same piece of equipment? <laughs> that's to go back to the thing that annoys me earlier about being the person that preaches one fitness recommendation to somebody else, but there is no, I mean, I don't know of any workout plan. It has never worked for you and therefore it cannot be true. Another thing that, I don't know why it bothers me, but when you see the same person in the gym that's been in there for three years, in this, maybe not the same gym, maybe the same gym, whatever, the same fucking person. And they've gotten smaller. <laughs> they've gotten smaller. And they're, and they're trying to lift heavy. Like they're, they're, well, maybe, maybe not lift heavy, but they're trying to lift weights for size. You can tell. Maybe you've talked to them before. But they've gotten smaller. And you don't want to step in or anything, obviously. You don't want to be that guy. But you do notice. You do notice from the corner of your eye while you're minding your own business, doing your own lifts, that they do like 50 reps per set. 10 sets on a thing and then they go to another thing this is 3 my, fucking years this is now Rocco's fitness show <laughs>
1: another Not thing yet. which I'm sure you'll agree with is when people will go up to the rack pick off weights and either sit right in front of the rack doing curls or they'll do rows right on the fucking rack
0: oh the rows on the rack <laughs> And there's different levels to how annoying this is. Different levels to that small guy. If he shrinks, it's more annoying. And gets shorter, even. <laughs> yeah, he gets shorter, he gets smaller, just all he gets younger. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Button! I hate you test him and there's more estrogen in his bloodstream than there was before. <laughs> and he's not going through some transitional thing. It's just, whatever he's doing is literally anti-fitness. In 10 years, he'll be an infant. Yeah, like Benjamin Button. Yeah. And then there's different levels of the guy that, that's standing right in front of the rack. There's the guy that sees you coming and is like, oh, oh I'm sorry, I'm in your way, and moves. Who's like slightly annoying because he doesn't understand that you shouldn't be standing there in the first yeah. place. And then there's the guy that's, that like looks at you and is like, oh, I just got a couple more reps. And then there's the guy that gets mad at you for saying like, hey, <laughs> hey. you've been there for 20 minutes. You're taking your rest in the same spot where you're working out right in front of the weight that I'm trying to grab. You, you don't you don't approach him aggressively like that because so of course maybe he will
1: retaliate in such a way <laughs> that dude that's from the 60s <laughs> get the fuck out of my way get smacked with a 60 to the face
0: one time i asked somebody if they were like how many more sets they had which is one of the most common things that people do at the gym it's completely acceptable to ask somebody how many more sets they have on something the dude got mad at me and he's, he's like the fucking super angry didn't answer my questions like get out of my way it's like Jesus fucking steroids. You know, yeah. I was just gonna say there are certain <laughs> supplements that might account for that. Unbelievable. Unforgettable. Get mad about normal gym shit. Yep. Different levels. Different levels.
2: Well, as long as he is not a religion preaching, non-Oxford comma
0: using person, doesn't bother me. The gym should be the perfect communist socialist society communism is not socialism they are not related well communism no i'm is... saying i'm saying pick one or the other socialism. in this context socialism the gym should be the perfect Anarchy. socialist society where everybody in the gym is respectful of one another and they all everyone, everyone's sharing everything everyone understands that everyone else is trying to get their workout in too it is not your place to be a huge asshole to everybody else. Unless your goal is to go there and be a huge asshole. Which. There are gyms for that. <laughs> there are, Yes sir. There are gyms for that. Alright well.
2: Clearly we have a lot of peeves about a lot of things. But. You might have your own. The bottom line is. As long as you don't wear altitude training masks in the gym. You use an Oxford comma. And you don't tell me what to believe. You're not an asshole. And you don't get smaller. (laughs) And you don't get smaller (laughs) after three years. Okay, don't get smaller either. (laughs) Just generally speaking. Go forth and be grammatically correct and get bigger. Even
0: if you're 400 pounds, do not get get smaller. smaller. (laughs) So fucking help me. (laughs)